Welcome to the Rider Up Podcast, presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital, where we talk about how much we love bicycles. Dan's a crazy downhiller, and John will be walking with a cane in a few years. But nobody loves cycling more than these two. Coming to you from Virginia's Blue Ridge, let's meet the hosts, Dan Lucas and John Carlin. Hello and welcome to the Rider Up Podcast. I am one of your two hosts, John Carlin. And I am Dan Lucas. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hey, so, uh, and I am the uh, the uh, svelte road bike rider, and you are the reckless downhiller. Reckless. Yeah, we, we can talk about how reckless I've been in a little bit. Oh, a story <laughs> is coming. But before we get to all that, uh, I just want to tell you that the Rider Up podcast is presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, and we are recording at Cardinal Bicycles Grandin location here in the city of Roanoke. And our region is America's East Coast mountain biking capital and in the Silver Ride Center, home to the Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3, Virginia's Blue Ridge, which is a half Ironman. And this year it's on June 4th, 2023. We are the home base for Team 2024, technically called VBR Team 2024, which is the predominant training team for women's cycling in the United States. That's right. And they have produced what, 12 Olympians? Yeah. 12. Pre- pretty pretty o- wild over to have the years. in in our hometown. Right. And so they come here and ride and they are based here uh, although they're riding all over actually all over the world. Yeah, just had team camp though. Like a, about a week ago, junior team camp. Junior team camp, yeah. and they, so they were riding in beautiful Botetourt County right. mostly, which is just to the north of the city of Roanoke. Yep. And I love to ride in Botetourt. Yep, that's where Roanoke. I call home. There you go. So uh, it's beautiful, and also we want to thank our audio engineer. We've been remiss in not mentioning this before, Tom Bamford, uh, who is running the controls for the podcast today, and also does all of our editing, all the heavy lifting. Dan and I just show up and talk about bicycles. He brings cables and cords and computers and plugs things in and makes us sound good and somehow he doesn't make us sound smart but he does make us sound good. <laughs> that, that's a, a pretty much impossible task i don't know who we right. could ask him to make that happen the but. audio quality is amazing fantastic so, so you've been riding lately yeah um i've always not as much as i want to ride but right. um i have been riding uh i did a, a ride with some of the folks here um abby who was on the show last week and right. world uh, class world class racer biker yep. yep and then uh, my, my good buddy zach who works over here in service uh-huh. who is um also uh, one of the coaches for my little junior downhill team uh-huh. pretty proud of that guy and then we uh we had a rocky mountain rep in and so we he said, I, I want to see the, the gnarly stuff. And we said, okay. And we took him to a selection of trails that um, shall remain nameless right now. But oh. uh, they're fantastic. And uh, you get a little bit of air time. Um, there's a lot of uh, tricky drops and rocks and uh, and just weird <laughs> weird uh, trail features that's uh, they're super challenging and so we went and, and, and rode there that's, and that's all I'm gonna say and that's nameless uh, it's gonna it's gonna be nameless here if um if you really want to know, you have to talk to me face to face, and maybe. And if I'll you tell me, you'll have to kill me. Is that is it? Is it that you know, nameless? It's um, it's just one of those places that you gotta know. If 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 you know, you know. If you don't, 
you got to be in the right circle to find out. So you got to start coming on some mountain bike rides. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a trip to the hospital for me. Can, can be for some folks. Um, uh-huh. Luckily for us, everybody was super clean. So. No biffs. No, nothing. Huh. Okay. We're good. All right. So you had a rep in from Rocky Mountain. Uh, yeah, huh? it was cool. Uh, he's a, well. He's the uh, demo driver. Um, super skilled guy and uh, racing. He's trying to qualify for some EWS races, which is the uh, international series. Okay. Um, and uh, so we did that, and then obviously Tuesday nights are my um, downhill team practice. So we uh, you know got fourteen kids um, that uh, get up on the mountain. We practice uh-huh. at Carvin's Cove. Right phenomenal riding if you haven't been here um we usually practice on the timberview side uh, go down royalty or gauntlet okay are, are usually our practice locations they're just the best downhill trails um that are on uh, legal land here in uh in the area and so we want to be we want to abide by the correct way to to practice and do things and that's honestly the best place to do it anyway so look you want to teach your young people to do the right thing to do the right thing and, yep. do, and do you teach them sportsmanship as well oh yeah 100 percent um i am proud to say our kids are by far uh, some of the best sport sportsmen sports women uh you know as far as that goes um we have some ladies on the team and they are so sweet and they fi- they seek out the other girls and if somebody gets on the podium they're the first one to hug them uh, so i'm Isn't i'm real that proud the way of them it's supposed to it's be the way it's supposed to be and i will say you know as a rule if you're in mountain biking and you do mountain bike racing um it is Cross country and downhill are different, um, not only in the technicality and what you're you're physically doing, but in the weekend. Like cross country is typically a you know practice day, race day, um, mm-hmm. and then in junior sports it's the same day a lot of times. Well, in downhill it's a whole build up, so it starts on Friday morning, and you're not done till Sunday afternoon. You know it's it's uh, practice and practice mm-hmm. and qualifications and then race runs, and um, it builds this really cool community. We have had kids that have blown up wheels or ruined things. And if you walk around the pits, you find another team, even though they're another team, they are handing you parts or pieces. I've had uh, Nico Malali, who's a uh, world-class uh, downhill racer. You know, he races the, the at the highest level. And he's sitting at his car, and we were looking for some rim tape. And he goes, oh, man, I got a new roll right here. Um, Boom. Just take it like you know that's just how the the folks are there so um it's pretty cool so other teams are just as good and um, it's fun to see everybody celebrate a winner especially when it's my team but but uh you know when it's another team it's cool too so right. we we love those kids right well i got in a little trouble on the news this week for suggesting that some of the uh some of the players that have been making national headlines, I won't even say the sport, have been less than gracious in victory. Oh, yeah. And, and I, you know, I coached my sons through basketball and that kind of stuff when, and cross country, you know, whatever. And I just always thought that the people should be gracious. In yeah, absolutely. And, and when they're not, it bothers me. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote back to a viewer and I said, look, you know, this is, this is, this is where I come from. That's why I think what I think. And I was just, I'm just pleased to hear that you're teaching these kids to, 
to you know win or lose you shake hands at the end and and yeah. you, you, you try to do and say the right thing and be simple i got a call out though the the like our parent the parents of the kids that that i have on the team too like that's where they get most of it right like that's who they grew up with and right and all of the parents of our kids are phenomenal so i'm i'm proud of them for being who they are the kids and and learning from the right people and uh they you know if there's no room for uh for bad sportsmanship on the team and that's they sign a contract with me or in in the other head coach john guy like they have to sign it and part of that is sportsmanship and if they display the wrong kind you know we can say don't come back right you can go so to another team or you, you can know, go on your yeah. own but you that, can that, that's not who we are that's not who we are that's it i love that yeah all right so when you ride with a guy from rocky mountain and i watch and by the way we should tell people that we can see you and zach yep uh oh, going, that, well yeah you don't see abby she's there for a little she, while she's there but but you the camera was only facing forward yeah and so all you really see is zach, zach really zach's right. butt right yeah but you're going down uh, royalty royalty and yeah. you can see that on the biking for boomers youtube channel yeah and and you put together a really, really nice run there. So when when you guys are up against the Rocky Mountain guy, mm-hmm. is he dropping you oh or are you hanging gosh. with him? Oh, my God. I like, I like to think I'm a pretty solid rider. Yeah. But you get to somebody who's riding at the level that um, – his name's Ethan uh-huh. – that Ethan is riding <clears> – <throat> you know, racing EWS or the high qualification uh, in, enduro series races – it's uh he's just on a different level like he he obviously you know has put the time in to be at that like pro or cat one qualification level i am much past him in age so i'll use that as a little bit of an excuse but the man is he's just fast and smooth and um I will say he pulled for a couple things that I didn't think about, and I gave him a go. And he, had, the man, can pick some good lines. But um, yeah, he's very fast. Uh, Zach and I both were uh, we were working to keep him in sight. Wow. Yeah. That's saying something because you you know I watched you guys go down and I thought well I would pick my way over that and you guys <laughs> just just bombing it. You know, so. Yeah, I like to think I'm an okay <clears throat> rider, but uh, there's always somebody better, somebody faster, somebody smoother. So it's fun to ride with those people too. It makes you better. So I'm okay. always up for that. All right. You're listening to the Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, recording at Cardinal Bicycle in Grandin Village in the city of Roanoke with Dan Lucas. I'm John Carlin. So. I've been I've been riding uh, unnamed trails and uh, with the junior team, but um, what have you been riding? I, you you have to have ridden something in the last couple of weeks. I have. I've actually I've put in in the last week. I've put in four road bike rides, a total of about eighty five miles, which is that's pretty good because it's coming off of winter legs. So yeah. I'm getting out of indoor riding and and indoor riding for me is not Zwift or anything. I'm not that adventurous. So I ride the peloton and i'll take a class here and there sometimes i'll just listen to a book and pedal for an hour Mm -hmm. or whatever so and so when i ride this time of year my weekends have been packed uh so i'm riding between the six and the 11 o'clock news uh i'll leave from the tv station and i'll go out and i'll do 20 miles and and i'll come back and in fact dan i have to tell you that um (laughs) i uh, actually recorded my thoughts as I was riding along on one of my 20-mile rides, 
and uh, and I want to let you listen to a little bit. We're calling this ride Nats and Bats. <laughs> Okay. Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness, right. yes. And, and my thoughts meandering with the uh, endorphin fix, and, and God only knows where my mind goes. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go for the evening ride. Headwind tonight, of course. It's definitely overcast. I would say it's mostly cloudy. Taking a right, turning to go directly in front of City Hall for the city municipal building, the Noel C. Taylor municipal building. I remember covering Noel Taylor when he was mayor. I just left Wasina Park, gone through Smith Park, and now I am headed towards the other great landmark, the wastewater treatment plant. From the guy in a hot rod, Okay. Backed out of his driveway and stopped. I thought he was going to want to race me. Uh, I don't know what that would prove. I'm going 12 miles an hour. I've got to tell you, the gnats are out tonight. It's awful. It's not that warm, and the wind's blowing, which you'd think would keep them at home or disperse them, but it's like riding through rain right now. They're just bouncing off my jersey, right and left. You call them gnats. Dan, that's another thing. I know there's a lot of bugs in the woods, but I've never been mountain biking and run into clouds and clouds of gnats before. This is the ride that I do between the 6 and the 11 o'clock news in the summer months. I get off the news at 6.30. We tape a couple of promotional things that'll run later in the evening or on Alexa and then I change in the bathroom of the TV station and get on my bike in the parking lot and I head out and ride and I usually run to treat myself to Chipotle where I get a chicken salad with white rice, black beans and guac and mild salsa and a bag of chips Can you hear the helicopter going over me? probably the medevac headed back to Carillion. I gotta tell you that these nights where I do these rides are by far my best, I hate to call it performances, because I don't think that's what you're doing when you're doing the news. You're not performing per se, but you are sitting in a studio with fancy lights and fancy cameras and a script and yes, makeup, and a coat and tie, and you're telling people the news. And there's a difference between when you're feeling up and feeling great, you got those endorphins rolling, which I typically still do at 11 o'clock, or when it's just an average night, this is better. So Dan, here's the thing. You say, why ride your road bike? Well, I'll tell you right now that I would rather be here riding my bike than anywhere. Actually, I'd rather be riding my bike anywhere than be anywhere. I just had a bat following me. That's kind of cool. Did you get that in the woods, Dan? 
and climbed right along the side. We never had a bat do that before. But it definitely was a bat. It's still there. Well, I'm looking at the beautiful scenery here of a construction zone, uh, interstate, a Domino's Pizza, the back parking lot of the Hotel Roanoke, and actually to my left is a nice fountain. So I got that going for me. Just like being in the woods, Dan. Oh, those legs are tight. I'm crossing under the interstate. Can you hear the echo? Hey, coming up a hill behind the TV station, back into the headwind. Struggling for 11 miles an hour. The average speed up to 15.2, but I don't know if I can keep it for the next 200 yards. Coming back to the TV station, and I'm at the gate. Let's see what we got. And 15.2. Save. All right. Well, that's pretty good. And we will call that a ride. Thanks for listening. So, all right. So that was just a small, small snippet of what I was thinking about talking literally about. Literally bats and gnats. Literally bats and gnats, um, or or midges, as it were, which some people call those gnats. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's what it is, and that's. But you know, I do that. So uh, last night I went out uh, on a on a more difficult ride because uh, typically I've just been riding the greenway because it's quick and it's I'm still fighting darkness a little bit and mm -hmm. even with all the blinking lights and headlights I have on the bike I worry about being visible um, so I've been staying on the greenway uh, because there's no cars uh, but last night I went out and did a pretty hard run at, um, at a well, I've, I've actually said this before. It's a, it's a route that I call Bandy yeah. right here in town. Okay. Yeah. And it's got some, so it's got uh, 12, 1,300 feet of climbing in mm -hmm. it over 24 miles. So it's not terrible, but it's not the Greenway either. Sure. But the thing is, is you sold me a nice set of wheels. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes. Very nice and set. so these are the Roval C38s. Mm -hmm. It's a carbon wheel set to replace the, the wheels that came on my Pinarello, which is a nice Altegra Di2 bike, but I think... I think they compromised a little bit on the wheels. Yeah, for don't sure. You think? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't know. Did we weigh it before you got it back and see what kind of weight difference there was? We didn't, but it's, okay. it's noticeable. It's significant. Um, rotational weight is always where you feel it right. uh, the most. Like It might not be the largest amount of weight saved. Mm -hmm. However, lightweight casing tire, You and you did pick good tire. I think you have the... Uh, do you have the... The Continentals. Con Continental... Um, the uh, GP 5000s. 5000s, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, they're a great tire, and then, you, you know, you combine a nice tire like that with those wheels. Rotational weight, like I said, that's where you feel it when you're spinning up. You can feel... The bike feels lighter, even though it might only be a certain amount more. Um, yeah, I'm, and so so this was probably my fourth or fifth ride mm -hmm. on those wheels. But every other time, of course, it's spring, mm -hmm. and the headwinds have been so bad that it wouldn't have mattered if, if I had the world's best <laughs> wheels. Yeah. You know, all I was going to yeah. know was that the, the wind was in my it's face. Just, and, it's been gnarly lately, right. the wind. But last night it wasn't. Yeah, and I could really feel the difference. That's good. That's good to hear. So if you when when folks listen to my stream of consciousness ride, and I talked a lot about the wheels as I was oh. riding the other night, yeah. um, 
when you listen to that, you'll hear me talk about it and how I've been frustrated that I, I haven't been able to tell. But last night, I did some climbing, and I didn't have a lot of a lot of wind, and I could I was getting up to speed faster. I was climbing faster, and and of course, there's I don't know how you would call that the dish on the rim. That's mm-hmm. more of an aero rim yeah. than mm-hmm. the fulcrum fives that came on the bike, mm-hmm. and so I could stay at speed mm-hmm. better. And if I was a better, faster rider, I think they'd be even more advantageous. Yeah, the, these are in, uh, the dish is important. Um, you'll see wheels like the zip wheels, and they'll have like a fifty mil dish. You yeah, know, like there you got a big that's thick, too much. And y- like you're talking about wind, when you get a crosswind on big dish wheels, you'll feel it. Like people that are riding. Um, tri bikes mm-hmm. will a lot of times talk about it especially you know sometimes you get tri folks and they'll have the full disc, disc rear and it could blow you i mean it could scoot the bike if it's blowing hard enough like it's a sail yeah. so even that little this is kind of like a mid-level um dish on those wheels that you got i think it's probably the sweet spot for most um all road sort of bike applications right um Right. Well, it, I can feel place. the wind even on these. Yeah. Oh, I bet I you mean, can. And I, the first time it happened, and I was, yep. I was kind of caught off guard because yep. there's almost no dish yep. on the Fulcrum fives yep. that came on the bike, which I've gotten used to over a couple of years. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, and I, I just one little thing that happened last night. I was going around a roundabout. And I'm in the roundabout, and I'm leaning the bike over because I have to go three-quarters of the way around before I get to my exit. And this guy came through, young guy, fast car, Mm -hmm. thought he had the right of way, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And he comes in, and he sees me, and he stops right in the middle (laughs) of what would have been my exit from the roundabout. Like, he realized he was wrong, but he didn't realize it in time. Yeah. And I locked up the back wheel and slid around. I haven't slid my bike around like that since I was riding my Did banana bike cool? in the 70s. Did it feel cool? No, it felt scary. <laughs> but the fact is, is I could still do it. That's great. You know, I mean, that back, the back end started coming around, and, yeah. and I was looking at him and, and giving him a little luck for it because I pissed, you know. And he's like, ooh, and he's pointing like at me because, you know, I'm the cyclist, yeah. therefore I have no rights. Right. And I'm pointing at him like, Look at who's got the right of way there. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the circle. You, you have to ride on the road. You're not supposed to be on the sidewalk. You know. Yeah, that's exactly. the law. Right. And the thing is, is this particular roundabout. I just love it because I can I can lower my outside foot and just get into that lean whip around, and I can just go all the way around this thing. Yeah. And just feel it. Just carve it. You know, it just feels so good. And here comes this guy, and he stops right in front of me. <laughs> you know, and I ha- I was going pretty fast, um, but I stopped, and uh, you know, we had a, a brief angry exchange of eyes and I went around the front of his car and he went on and that was the end of it and but the point out the, of your life the takeaway is is that I was I was still able to handle that bike that's good you that uh, it always feels good I always tell people when I do my skills classes mm-hmm. that um, the reason my wife agreed to marry me is because she could see she she saw how big of a skid I could do and I really impressed her wow I could I did the wow. best skid and uh and she like knew that I was the one. She chose you yeah. for the skid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's 
That's a first. I have, that's a first for me. There's de- there's uh there's kids out there that still believe that um uh-huh. that that's the truth. Uh-huh. Okay, you didn't do like a uh, uh, a front end wheelie or anything like that to just nothing like put that some icing cool. on nothing nah, that cool. Just nothing a skid. Cool. Okay, just well, did a really good skid. If your wife had seen me last night, she might She'd be, be she <laughs> might be leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be looking other places. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So um now, uh, just yeah, we want to remind people that uh, we've got video of you yep. and Zach going yep. down Mill Mountain right here, which is the the mountain we have right in the middle of the city, yeah. which is mostly wild and has what twelve, fourteen miles yeah. of of mountain bike trails. You can go ride mountain bikes. You can go get a coffee or a beer or something to eat. You right. can. There's ice. There's literally ice cream you can see from the star at Blue Cow, and it's phenomenal. Right. But so. the downhill from the star to it's the great. to the ice cream, we've got video of you going, yeah. and it's. I mean, that's a pretty significant. It's not. It is not a walking path. No, I mean, you know, it's not. I mean, it's yeah. a real downhill yeah. mountain bike experience. Yeah, the you know, obviously, people use it for hiking. Uh, they're hiking, biking trails. They're multi-sport trails, but um, you know, I think they're best served as mountain bike trails, and um, it's great. Um, you really I've ridden a ton of places and nowhere really rivals the accessibility of Mill Mountain um, mm-hmm. just it's just right there like you get to it like you can I can leave from here and in about 15 20 minutes I can have my my tires on dirt um, do a sweet ride and come back and uh, you know it, there's not a lot of places a lot of cities you can do that you're usually driving 45 minutes at the very you know, minimum to get to sure. trail. So in the downhills, they're fun. Um, it is an intermediate mountain. I like to qualify that for everybody that's going to think about going out and riding. Uh, the climb is, it's real. It, it's real. Um, it definitely, you know, I've been doing it for years and years and I still feel it every time. And I've been going down it for years and years and I still love it. You know, I always right. got to smile uh, when I'm done, except right. maybe when I lay it down, but yeah. um, it's good. All right. Well, you can watch that on the Biking for Boomers YouTube channel where we've got a whole series of rides that we're building to show you um, some of Mill Mountain. And uh, we've got a shot. We've got you and Zach going down Royalty at Carvin's Cove. And then uh, I graciously took uh, some people along on my rides on the what we call the lowers at Carvin's Cove, which are not quite as adventurous. and and Still great. Still good. Still awesome. I mean, I love it. I really do. Uh, And so we're just going to continue to add to that series of, uh, of places to ride and and you can see what it looks like for yourself and we've we've sped up the video where it is just kind of riding and boring and we've added some music and some graphics and hopefully it is uh you know it's not just a point of view camera mm-hmm. where somebody goes and rides a ride we're trying to produce these up a little bit and make it worth your time to watch it especially if you're looking at it either you're in town and you don't know where to go or you weren't aware of it uh, or if you're not out of town and you're trying to figure out is it worth the drive um, we're, we're trying to just show you exactly what it is uh, with information that's valuable to you as you go along speaking of which so Cardinal Dan <laughs> yeah has uh, I was going through your website actually I wasn't going through the website I keep getting your emails uh, because I've graciously subscribed you've subscribed and you guys are doing a bunch of cool stuff all kinds of uh, cool things you you you're doing some mountain bike uh skills camps but you also have down here gravel camp yeah 
So what is this gravel camp all about? It looks like a series of rides and, you know, I mean, what uh, am I going just for a ride? Am I going to learn some things? All of the above? What? All of the above. So the gravel camp is pretty cool. Um, This is the first of a lot of different programs that we're going to start running in house here that we're really proud of. Um, One thing I will say about Cardinal is that um, we invest in the right people to 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 do the job and uh, one of the people we invested in was is Karen she's in the other room right here mm-hmm. um, thank you Karen but um, what she's worked on this um, with wit and they've developed a four rod series um, and it's really cool so the first couple of rides are uh, this is a beginner friendly program too this is not it's not like a racing program we're not trying to uh, you know, develop the top athletes. They'll have fun as well, but Mm -hmm. it is beginner friendly. We'll have, um, advanced routes as well. And they're going to prepare you the first two for a two day experience. Uh, we're going to be working with, um, wilderness adventure at Eagle Mm -hmm. landing and it'll be an overnight. So what you're going to do, it's about 250 bucks. Um, you get all these rides. You're going to have uh, short and long distance options. Uh, we have ride leaders, uh, GPS routes, uh, that people can download so they'll have them ahead of time. We'll have mid-ride food support, things like that. Um, mechanics available to fix you if you break down and, um, and some swag. And so, you know, it's going to be uh, four different rides are going to be the Bedford uh, portion, uh, portion and Floyd, and then the two out of Craig County at Wilderness Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, we invested in the right people that know the good route or the, the correct routes. Um, we've planned all that ahead of time. We have, you know, obviously we have, uh, if I do say so myself, some excellent mechanics uh, to provide support when you need it. Oh, and, some, some um, of your friends then. Uh, oh, of course. Uh-huh. I'm friends with everybody, John. Right, but, but um, <laughs> as opposed to you. That's, uh, yeah, not <clears throat> me This in this case. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of it in a nutshell. It's, it's a pretty cool program. This is the first of its kind that we're doing, um, and look for this to expand into other segments of riding. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So um, okay. that's coming down the line. Not here yet, but, um, but yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, I mean, that sounds for, so 250 bucks, yeah. uh, four ride series. Now people have to bring their own bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to tell them you, you, you don't, you don't want somebody showing up on a big box store mountain bike. Yeah. We're going to, I mean, obviously right. like when people show up, we're going to kind of go through uh, a little bit of work with them, some one-on-one, you know, and make sure that they're prepared correctly because you know it is still a group thing regardless of if we you know have the sag support or whatever um so we want to make sure that they're going to be happy with it because they're on the right bike and everything else as well so um so yeah we're we'll this is not just a you know throw you a life ring and see how you do we're going to be there the whole you know every step of the way every every revolution of the cranks and no no nobody gets dropped nobody gets dropped yeah that's That's not what we're about yeah that's great yeah Uh, because my wife immediately when we looked at the email she immediately said oh you know let's uh let's let's consider that so we're we're seeing if the dates work for us awesome if the dates do i I think we might want to go along it's just i just want to meet some new people in the gravel 
community mm-hmm. and see some new rides. I've got some mm-hmm. gravel rides that I do, but I tend to do the same ones over and over because I know where they are. Yeah, sure. And I, I kind of know what to expect. Um, I'm going but, to, I'm not going to, I probably won't join this one. I'm going to be honest, but I keep threatening to, to ride gravel and the, you know, we have our rental program up and running. There will be gravel bikes. There will be, I can't give you a hard date, but when they arrive, you're right. going to, you're going to take me on a gravel ride. Rentable gravel bikes. Rentable, but I'm just going to take, take you on a ride and you're, <laughs> and you're going to comp me for the ride and, and see if you can upgrade me. Yes. Like we ah, can make that happen. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you can make that happen because you want to sell me some more stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm always in the N plus one community. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, even though I love my gravel bike, uh, among the bikes that I own, it is the uh, the least of the... Um, it is. It's a 105 package, and it's it's older technology. It's about yeah. five years old. And gravel bikes have really come along. So, <clears throat> you might you might sucker me into something here before. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're listening to the Rider Up podcast with John Carlin and Dan Lucas, presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge and recording at Cardinal Bicycle. And we've been talking about Dan's mountain bike rides and my recent road bike rides, including a little bit of gnats and bats and and new light wheels, which I absolutely love. And uh, you know, and Dan, you're sort of the I call you the bike ambassador. You've got some fancy title here at Cardinal? Yeah. The Rider Experience Manager. Experience Manager. Yep. So, fancy title to say, um, I'm the guy who is trying to impact everybody's ride in a positive manner, one way or another, I guess. What a great calling in life. My job is to make everybody's bicycle experience better. Like, I, you know, (laughs) I I was talking to my wife about it the other night, and I, I don't honestly know how I got to where I am but you know some people uh, are like oh you know I'm doing you know the classic if you love what you do you never have to work a day in your life but you know I really do it it, you know work is all there's always everybody every job has its bedpans right like you gotta deal with it right but I I haven't heard that before that my that's a words of wisdom from my father-in-law okay Um, but every job has its bedpans you gotta deal with but I'll say mine has probably a, a lot less than most people so I, yeah. I feel very fortunate I'm very happy to be where I am and in in this position to be the bike ambassador you know this is all because you did the longest skit longest skid that's where it started that's, that's where <laughs> if only I could you know skid what it, you know I wouldn't have to be working I could just be I would ma- wager that 90% of the people listening <laughs> right now wish they had your job yeah, I think so. If you're you know, listening to a bicycle podcast and, you, and the guy whose job is is to make everybody's biking life better, yeah, it, come on, folks. Like, I, I just know that you are all having a look, little tinge. Let of, me, you know, forget LinkedIn or LinkedIn or whatever job. Uh, you know, if you go to the owner of whatever company you want to work for and you say, "Hey, watch this," and you do the longest skid you can, chances are that job you're locking it up. Locking that's it what up. I. That's how I got my job here. I did the longest skid. Right. So I'll go to the TV station and show the news director, look, I, look at the skit I can do in the parking lot. He'll say, get uh, off your bicycle, get on the phone, good news. And, and go find a source. That's good news. <laughs> good news, right. 
Okay, so are bike rentals catching on? You got a new, you got yeah, that going yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it so working? That, that's part of the gig for sure. Yeah, um, yeah we got the bike rental uh, program up and running. Um, and I got to thank all the folks here that work and do that day in and day out. But it's it's going well. We had, um, we I'm not going to say names, we had a celebrity uh, this past week rent some bikes. Um, we've been getting some. In Roanoke? E- yeah. Who wasn't me? Who was not you. Um, <laughs> but a celebrity, <laughs> nonetheless. An honest to goodness celebrity? An honest to goodness celebrity. I'll, tell, I'll tell you later. I don't want to, I don't want to, no, you know. No, you don't want to out that person. Out there. Sure. But uh, it, was, it was very cool um, to, to deal with them and uh, get them on a bike and help them learn a little bit of Roanoke. They're, they, they loved it. And uh, wow. without giving too much away, they're looking at homes, which is pretty cool. And what kind of bike did they rent? They rented um, uh, two of our road bikes. The, we have some Felt VR40. Uh, they are kind of an endurance road yeah, um, bike. Sure. And they rented those and got out and, and hit hit a bunch of the roads here in Roanoke and just loved the city, loved the experience. So that was pretty cool. And, um, so I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Um, we're getting a lot of people taking out the Levos, the e-bikes mm-hmm. and, uh, they're super fun. And Roanoke, we're very fortunate to have a city who has agreed that that is something that is important in the cycling community and it allows e-bikes on at, at Mill Mountain at Carvin's Cove on the greenways, on the greenways, uh, yeah. uh, class one and class three. Um, right. No throttle, no throttle. But um, if uh, unless you get away with it, but uh, uh-huh. but which we, I, we which don't I have. See, I see people oh, doing yeah. that, but you're not. You're not. We, we don't have those here. But anyway, right. um, th- yeah. So so it's been it's been great. Um, I've been really happy to to see people getting out and enjoying it. So um, that's that's been that's been how the, how that's going all right and well i mean you just started the program and literally it's april so yeah, the I mean, weather it's is less just than, breaking just less than a month yeah right and the weather's just breaking where yeah. people are starting to think about this stuff yeah so. it was it was great yeah all right cool so i'm glad that's all working out for you yeah so um you know enough about me right now the <laughs> i see something on our list here and it says dressing to match your bike and um you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually the guy that does this, but are you a matchy matchy kind of guy? Do the shoes and the helmet have to match the bike? Uh, you know, I mean, because I'm a road bike guy, right. right? So you're looking at this from a mile, like you're right now. You're wearing I'm, something that resembles <laughs> a bad Hawaiian shirt. This is a great Hawaiian shirt. It's how a bad dare you? <laughs> it's got it's got little cardinal emblems has, all over it. How dare you? Uh huh. <laughs> So I don't, you know, I don't know that you can be picking at me, but so, all right. So I have, I do dress to match my All body. right. Not always, but often. And if I'm going to show up for an organized ride, more likely than not, I will be looking to be All right. All right. Yes. So uh, Tom is shaking his, <clears throat> he's shaking his head. Yes. Right. And giving us the thumbs up. That's right. So I need the approval of the guy who did the longest skid. But so like, all right. So my, my primary road bike is a Pinarello Prince. Yeah. It is bright orange and black. Yeah. And so my helmet is orange. Yeah. Which also makes me visible to cars. Okay. Okay. But but my primary motivation, like I could have gotten, you know, a a day glow green or Mm -hmm. something. My primary motivation was to match the bike. When when you are bold enough to make a choice on, you know, bike color, then I would say it is probably better to try and match that than go with like some 
other crazy contrast in color. Sure. Um, I'll right? say that. Right. I usually and I have a lot of orange jerseys too. And a I lot wear of black jerseys. you know, I wear usually yeah. wear black lycra shorts. Okay. So yeah, but orange jersey, black shorts, white shoes. My Boom. main focus on when I'm getting ready to go for a ride is does this A have a hole in it? Um <laughs> B what like what is the state of like what is the particular aroma I'm getting from it because as we know if you're uh, you know you are in the outdoors if you wear something synthetic and you sweat in it you cannot get the smell it will always smell that way so you know how ripe is the jersey that I'm putting on and who am I riding with (laughs) right so uh, I I wear a lot of you know it's like black and dark colors typically because it doesn't show blood as much (laughs) (laughs) there you go see now like all right so my my mountain bike is and I love my mountain bike. Yeah, it, it's a Santa Cruz Tall Boy. Yeah, great bike. That's been completely redone. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have red anodized spokes. Ooh, yeah. We got okay. we got anons. Huh? You got anons? I nines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're All custom, right? right? Very custom I nine yeah. carbon wheels. System wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So I nines, and then uh, so I, and then of course I've come back with red anodized doodads mm-hmm. all over the bike. Trying not to be too obnoxious about yeah. it, but. In, and I've got several mountain bike jerseys, including my new Cardinal jersey. Yeah, looking good in that which one. Which is red, yeah. right? So, I mean, all things being equal, I will choose a red jersey to ride. Yeah. But my, my helmet's not red. And I, I was w- like, you know, I'm not I'm not out there trying to be the dude. Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, well, I've got this bike that's got all this stuff going on. Yeah, I will say, you know? um, as far as, like, component matching i'm a big fan oh, I, I like okay. i like component matching um right. the i'm ne- never really concerned about the <clears throat> actual kit i'm wearing but the component matching is pretty cool so i have a um my stumpy it's uh the frame that i have this uh season is it's like a kind of a dark green it's like an mm-hmm. aqua greenish it's but it's dark um okay. in, inside it looks it's like it looks like it's trending towards black almost, but then when you're out in the sun, it's like this beautiful green color. Mm-hmm. And um, I have gold hubs that I laced up uh, last last season. Um, very gold. Very gold hubs. <laughs> and, so, and so do uh, you wear like gold accents in your jersey? I have a big gold chain I put on. No. Oh, um, really? <laughs> no, no, no. But I have a, a gold top cap. And then like, uh, you know, I, have, I happen to have a Fox Factory fork. So it has the Kashima coat. It's gold. It's not the same color gold but it looks good any of the like metallic um colors look good on that bike so i have some fancy cranks that are uh that are silver they're 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 too fancy to mm-hmm. talk about right now mm-hmm. but they're very they look very good on it they look good on anything but they look good on this bike all well, the metallic you know, colors you, look you've good. got access so, to everything got access but know? i worked for those i worked for those Okay. Very hard. I'll, g- but, I'll give you that. But um, but yeah. So I I'm a big fan of matching components. We have some customers and they'll come in and they do the matching game. Um, and if it's done right, like it it looks really good on their bikes. On the bike. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever sell clothes to customers, or you don't you don't um, touch that? I mean, I, I will. I have no problem doing it. But mountain bikers, as a uh, as a rule, are typically wearing something bright, uh, a little bit wilder. Uh, you know, Fox 
we have Fox, uh, Fox head is what right. we say yep. colloquially here. Fox head is the clothing brand. Um, Fox tail is a suspension. So Fox head, we have that stuff and you'll see a lot of pinks and orange this season and kind of bright, cool colors. Um, so yeah, I think, I think like when I'm mountain biking or when I'm with mountain bikers, I see that their dress code is more expression of self or expression of the sport, Yeah, which is, which is kind of got its own look, but, but on the road and I've got, you know, I've got a friend who's an engineer, very good road cyclist, man of few words, would never express his feelings uh-huh. ever because that's, you know, you turn your man card as yeah. soon as you express your feelings. But he can dress to match his bike <laughs> like you never saw, you know. And he, I mean, he's, you know, he's an outdoorsy guy. Um, but but I'll tell you what I just think in the road community you you know if I'm just out on a training ride I don't really care but when I'm with a group of people I want to look right yeah you know I want to have it going on so you know like my and socks like I like I don't like the socks Ooh, that do, end of your ankle I, I like, like higher socks. I like higher I socks I got I always I always have like the the okay. like six inch cuff ma- yeah there you go yeah, yeah there VBR you go. socks so, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big sock guy I do yeah. I do enjoy a, a good pair of so would your socks match your jersey in any way no 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 no, no. Well, like when I'm mountain biking, I wear dark. I want dark socks yeah. because they're going to wind up dirty anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know? yeah. But usually, they, as long as both socks match, <laughs> that that's what oh. I put on. Wow. But uh, yeah, I do I do enjoy like a good pair of mountain bike socks, though. Yeah. Um, we just got a bunch of Defeat socks in. Uh-huh. Um, they like literally came in and got put out the other day and I keep walking past it and there's like two or three pairs that mm. will probably make it into my shopping cart. There you go. By this well, weekend. You know, and the other thing about mountain bike socks is they, is they got to keep the grit out of your shoes. Yeah. And if you wear the low ones, mm-hmm. like some roadies wear, yeah, I'm you not wind into up, you wind up with pebbles and, and whatnot. Yeah. You know. I wear the, I wear the tall ones all the time yeah. at work, riding, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but so you're not giving me as much grief as I thought you were going to about. I mean, dressing to match my bike. It's em- it's embarrassing, but you know, <laughs> it's fine. Like everybody has their own thing. <laughs> Well, you know, I never owned any orange jerseys till I got an orange bike, and suddenly the closet it's, has probably got four or five different versions of an orange jersey. Right. It's just the it's just a different world. I, it's fine. I, now, let me let me though. I'm going to stop real quick because there is one. There is a time when I am very particular about what I'm wearing. Which and is that when? is th- those are race days. So oh, okay. For um, for for racing on the downhill team we all we want to look good so Mm -hmm. you pull your you pull your full face out of the bag you know it comes in a bag so you keep it all full face yeah yeah you keep Mm -hmm. you got to keep it shiny you got to keep it good so you pull your full face out you get your goggles so um you always wear a pair of goggles you get the get a nice bright mirror finish goggle you got you know you have them on your helmet they're all Mm -hmm. clean they're ready Mm -hmm. to go you put your fresh jersey on you don't ride in that jersey until it's sunday it's race day you put that on you don't do your practice run in it you don't do nothing it's got to be fresh got to be crispy clean okay you put that guy on got to have your matching pants like so in our case it's black um jerseys kind of orange uh super cool nobody's probably seen this yet super cool looking jersey i'm real proud of it but then you can uh, put a link we'll put a picture in with the show notes yeah then you you, you get your pants that match yeah and then you got to find a pair of gloves that kind of go with your either the the kit you have or your helmet a lot of times or your or your goggles is there a predominant color on uh, on this so our jersey is um it it's orange orange 
it's very orange. Oh. So um, it's uh, it's kind of a fade uh, from a dark to a, a much brighter orange, okay. and it looks real good. Um, right. And it has black. The back is black. Um, we have a, all of our fantastic sponsors on the back and um, the people that help us get to the races. And then, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that sounds amazing. So, like, you, we can put a picture of the team or whatever you yeah, got. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll show the jersey. Yeah, I'm going to show notes. Next weekend is our, it's our second race. It's going to be at Rock Creek in North Carolina. It's near okay. Brevard. <clears throat> so, I will have a number of photos, and we'll be happy to share those. All right. Well, that, yeah. that'll be awesome. Super cool. Okay. So, New Tech, you have got a box sitting here. What's in the <clears> box? Do I need to record this so that we can have people I mean, see? Yeah. I think what, it's a great right, idea. Wait a minute. So we're going to do right. unboxing. And this is unboxing. a new technology that is taking cycling by storm. And I don't even know. Yeah, I was going to say. I if, don't even um, know what this all does. If uh, Unless you've been under a rock like John, um, you probably know what this is. And you see on top here. Yeah. Uh, got a big eagle and it says SRAM on SRAM, it. SRAM, yep. I so have these components uh, the, on you my... You don't have these. I don't have those, you but have I have these. SRAM components. You do. So this my, is um, yep. the new eagle transmission. So if okay. you don't know, this is a whole experience. So we're opening the box up and you get a bunch of stuff. So the cool thing about this is that SRAM has done away with... Um, here's the... The, the rear derailleur, they've done away with a derailleur that mounts to a hanger. This derailleur uh, is a direct mount. You do have to have the UDH, which is a universal derailleur hanger. That's something that SRAM came out with, and uh, it has to go on a UDH bike. But... Uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to look up some videos. This is a really robust looking it is. derailleur. I mean, so it's, a, it's electronic. Okay. Um, and there's videos of people out there standing on them, hitting them with hammers. Uh, there's a, a torture test video. People, this guy had it underwater, just like laying underwater, shifting it. Um, so if you hit a root with it, it's not going to come apart. Yeah. And so here's kind of some of the cool things. So uh, if you take the cage backwards, it'll come off into two pieces. So the cool thing about this is that if you do bash it and manage to mangle this piece, um, this piece is good. Great. You can just buy this as a separate part. Uh, and here's the clutch for the derailleur, which is uh, going to hold the chain tension. So when you're riding, it doesn't slap around. Uh, you can buy all the jockey wheels uh, separately. This jockey wheel in particular is pretty cool. If you get a stick jammed in it, you know what happens when you get stick jammed in your derailleur? Yeah. You're walking home. You're walking home. Well, with this one, it actually, the outside will continue to spin while the inside gets stopped, which is, is really wild. So you can do that. And then on this piece, um, you, all these pieces, the parallelogram here, these two bars, um, they're replaceable. All the little skid blocks and plastic covers are um, replaceable. So the piece that is the most important, which is the servo and the motor here, um, typically is going to be okay, uh, huh. which is pretty wild. Even there's a little uh, setup screw. We were asking the, the SRAM guy the other day. You can get all these things separately, which is pretty cool it's a modular system and it's uh super easy to work on so if you've been a cage you can also um get the this is the xo which is a little bit heavier um model but you can get the xx um sl cage which is carbon and it just goes right onto this one and then you can have the xs xxsl now it does come also with a new chain so you got it's a t-type 
okay. uh, chain. So you have to use T-type chain with this system. There's no backwards compatibility. You get, let's see what else we got in here in the box. Um, you get a new crank. What? So this is so a whole all, system. So you're, so you're, bu you're buying basically you're buying, a Grupo. You're buying the Grupo, yeah. Okay. So this is the new crank, uh, the XO crank, um, new chain ring T-type only. Oh, my God. Um, I, this cracked me up because uh, people were like, <laughs> the kids on the junior team were like, oh, did you see they integrated the bash guard with, like, on the chain? They bo It's bolted to the chain ring. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. They didn't do that exact same thing back in, you know, 2000, 2001. I can't believe that. They did. If you if you're uh -huh. uh, if if you're new, they they were doing this. It wasn't cut out the same way. That's really cool. This, it's uh, I mean, they were, I'm recording all yeah. of this on video, uh, and, I just and I'll just I'll put it up on the biking. Yeah, for Boomer's we got channel, a new so. uh, right. shifter pod, which uh, is you can you know change it in whatever direction you need now, which is kind of nice. Okay. And then the last piece. This is the most probably one of the most beautiful things. Let's get it out of here. I don't know how you're going to improve. Oh, is the look the at cassette? That. It's just like it's pretty. It's lightweight. I mean, just like feel a thing. I'm going to hold that. Yeah. Oh man, what is that made of? It's, it's, it's aluminum. Alloy. Alloy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's aluminum. Um, uh, but that's a freaking pipe plate too. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, so it's 52, um, and it's just all milled. Like, just so pretty. Uh, it's a great looking group set. Um, so and what, do you, what are you looking at if you buy this? So this group set's about 1600 bucks. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, they go up from there. This is the cheapest one. This honestly. is the cheap one. It's the cheap one. Um, but it's it's incredible. Like the tor Go look at some of the torture test videos of what they, you know, people put these through. There's videos of the creator just literally standing on it and then putting it up and shifting through all the gears and it shifts perfect it's it's really a piece of technology that is amazing um and when it came out you know obviously i immediately wanted one do you I'm have, have one to, don't have one you're gonna have, have one? to wait this is the only one in the building right now okay they're, they're so, not easy to get so and, and are the what model year of bikes are coming out with this technology so udh has been around for a while yeah. um but it, it you know more and more people are adopting UDH or the universal derailleur hanger um, right. as a standard. Right. Uh, the nice thing is, is that, you know, there's a, if you go to the wheels manufacturing website, there's probably 400 derailleur hangers out there for different brands because they're milled differently and shaped differently and designed for different mm -hmm. derailleurs or uh -huh. things. Well, now um, this is trying to reduce the complexity of what you need to have to, to, you know, put, put a derailleur on your bike you you should only have to have a one type of hanger right. it's easy everybody has it they're cheap you can throw it on when you need one um or if you have a bike that has the universal derailleur hanger you can do away with it and just use the derailleur no hanger involved right you know, the but i mean is there so so bike brands will be looking at this yeah and this this will be becoming a standard equipment on yep. i don't know what brand of bike i mean SRAM is on well, it seems like half of the half of the, half is Shimano and half is SRAM anymore. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I mean, really, most ma major manufacturers going to have it. Um, you know, Specialized, Santa Cruz, Trek, um, you know, Cannondale. Anybody, any big brand is going to probably have the UDH in some form or fashion. They're probably going to have to do some 
fiddling for the next few years, figuring out what they're going to put it on and what they're going to just like keep as a normal hanger. Sure. But, but, but let's, uh, let's 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 get off the hanger part. Yeah. But let's just this whole package right yep. here. Okay, mm-hmm. this is not entry level stuff. No. But it's so so you're looking at probably a minimum five thousand dollar price point bike before you get into this technology yeah, because you're not going to get electronic shifting on the lower end models. Right. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, probably at least five grand is what you're going to look to spend on a bike to get something like this. They're going to have an OE version of this. I have to imagine that'll be a little bit um, more economical. It'll probably be heavier cassette or a different uh, crank that uses T-type. But um, but the technology will be the same. It just will be not quite as pretty as this. Um, oh, this is beautiful. And yeah, like typically the hanger is the sacrificial link. But if there's if the derailleur knows where it is, where to go, then it can get out of the way and move back to the same place. You don't have to have that sacrificial link. And and one other thing, just this is a mechanic must have designed this because they thought of everything that we personally hate. So a one thing you have to deal with on derailers is the limit screws and the B gap, um, which are uh, little uh, things uh, that you have to change. Uh, the parameters you have to change to make the derailleur shift well on whatever bike it happens to be on. Or point, point to your limit screws in your BGAP. Um, I can't because they're not on oh, this. They're not, oh, they're, oh, you don't they, need they them. They did away with them. Oh, okay. Because I, like I, I was holding it up and was like... Eh, a mechanic had to uh, ha- had to have designed this because right. they thought, why do we need them if it knows where it is every time? If it uses the same uh, you know, location, it should know because that's a standard. So gotcha. It's genius. All right. So listen, we've just gone through this whole thing. <laughs> I've recorded it, your whole demonstration, and we'll put that up. It's uh, it's eight minutes and forty five seconds. And All I'll right. Put, I'll put that on the YouTube channel, and people can see what you're talking about as you talk through it. I think you've described it pretty well. If people are just listening to the audio, but uh, if you just, have questions, <laughs> if you want to know more, uh, email us uh, rideruppod at gmail dot com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Dan. Well, listen, um, that is some pretty cool tech. I love it. Uh, and we've, we've talked about a lot this week. A ton. Uh, I talked to Abby, and she's yep. raced a couple of times. She didn't. Yep. Well, she won the last race, yep. but she, I think she's been in some bigger races, and she, she just told me, well, I finished mid-pack, but yeah. it's good to be out there. Yeah, so yeah. I guess she's going up against better competition. Yeah, I mean, shit, there's like I said earlier, there's always somebody stronger, faster, smoother. You just got to... Do your best, yeah. Right, right. Well, uh, probably not as many stronger, faster, or smoother than Abby, but they're out there. So that's Abby Snyder, and we put her uh, link to her information because I kind of want to follow what she's doing. Yeah. You know, I think think listeners would be really interested in, uh, you know, a woman who's basically self supported. What is is the. It's Rod Fierce, is her Rod Fierce, her team. Um, You know, who knows? Maybe one day the Rider Up Pod can, can. get on the jersey or something Ooh, that'd yeah. be good wouldn't that be, be cool good. yeah support uh we could be a sponsor yeah, yeah. I, I would like that that'd of be course cool. we have to have a revenue source <laughs> before we can give before we, we don't can, even pay tom <laughs> before we can you know give her the, give her the money your but, checks um, in the mail tom don't worry yeah, yeah tom that's great and by the way we want to thank our audio engineer once again yeah, absolutely. tom Danford. so listen thank you for listening this is the rider up podcast with dan lucas i'm john carlin presented by visit virginia's blue ridge recording at cardinal bicycle 
bicycle with all the wonderful programs we've talked about here today of which dan is in charge uh, for the most part we are uh, here in virginia's blue ridge america's east coast mountain biking capital we're in imba silver ride center one of what two on the east coast uh, home to the Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3, Virginia's Blue Ridge, coming up in June of 2023. And home to uh, visit uh, to VBR Team 2024, Training Olympic Champions, and their home base is right here in our area, just to give you an idea how awesome the riding is here in the region. So, Dan, tell everybody goodbye and tell them how to make a nice long skid. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um I, you know, I, I hope you enjoy listening to John and I as much as we enjoy talking. Uh, if you want to learn how to do a long skid, uh, shoot me an email at ratteruppod at gmail.com or come in. I, I, you know, I'll go in the back parking lot and show you. 